Good evening. My name is Tim Sisk, and I am blessed to be pastor of Boonville First United Methodist Church. And I do want to thank you for joining me for this time of midweek encouragement. Now, tonight I want to start something different, and it requires some explanation from me. So I hope you'll bear with me and hear me out. But when I first started these video recordings for what I've been calling online Vespers to broadcast on Wednesday nights, I was torn by the desire to do something while also being unsure of exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to create content for my church and to provide for them a way to bridge uh, from Sunday when they hear from me preaching on Sunday to the next Sunday. And because we're not able to gather together for Bible study in person right now or for in-person Sunday school, uh, it was my hope to offer something midweek to give people a bit of encouragement uh, between Sundays. But because I was torn between doing something, I felt that need but was unsure of exactly what to do, I had to sort of cast about um, what I thought I could offer. Uh, which led to naming what I was doing um, as Midweek Vespers or Online Vespers. Now, that has been, for me, somewhat problematic. Let me explain how I arrived at that. Uh, first of all, I observed a, a, a pastor that I um, follow and, and has been very influential in my life, a man by the name of Adam Hamilton, and noticed that he was offering to his church on Tuesday nights uh, what he called Vespers, which served as a kind of a time of, um, of devotion. He might preview a upcoming sermon that he's going to be preaching and have some additional thoughts that he might share. So that has been something that I have done with these uh, online Vesper services. He has shared a, a devotional thought, kind of independent of whatever sermon he was preaching, that too I have done. Um, and yet in the midst of these Vesper services that he's been offering, and therefore what I have been offering, uh, one thing that I've noticed and has really bothered me throughout this is that there's not been a lot of what we would actually accurately describe as a Vesper service. A Vesper service is a service of evening prayer. And that really doesn't describe what I've been doing. So that's been problematic for me. I haven't been altogether happy with calling what I'm offering on Wednesday night Vespers. And secondly, what I have often called what I've been doing as a midweek pick-me-up, as some kind of devotional thought to bridge you between worship on Sundays. And I do think this is more accurate to what I have been doing in these series of messages. Thirdly, I promised months ago to do something that I called Wednesdays with Wesley, and I have not fulfilled that promise. So, beginning today, I want to fulfill that promise and begin uh, filming and releasing for you a, a series of devotions or talks utilizing teaching material on John Wesley and doing that as a midweek pick-me-up. Um, my hope is that by doing this, again, we can become immersed in the distinctive core identity of who we are as Methodist, as people that are part of the Wesleyan movement. And um, I believe uh, that is a very distinctive and very important worldview 
and I'm not going to lie to you. I think we have in our way of thinking the ability to transform the world. And so that's really what I would like to do. So uh, tonight uh, we'll begin that series of messages um, talking about um, some of Wesley's teachings and how we can utilize that in our life today. And so we'll begin our discussion with the book called Three Simple Rules, A Wesleyan Way of Living by uh, the late Bishop Reuben P. Job. And I'd like to begin our study tonight with a quote from John Wesley. Now this comes from John's West, John Wesley's uh, The Character of a Methodist. And John Wesley is responding in this work uh, to some things that have been asked about him, uh, about what it means to be a Methodist. And John Wesley responds, What then is the mark? Who is a Methodist according to your own account? I answer, a Methodist is one who has the love of God shed abroad in his heart by the Holy Spirit given unto him. One who loves the Lord his God with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his mind and with all his strength. God is the joy of his heart and the desire of his soul, which is constantly crying out, Whom have I in heaven, in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My God and my all, thou art the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Now, if this is the mark of a Methodist, then this certainly can go beyond those that uh, identify as Methodist or, or United Methodist. Uh, these would be uh, marks that I think any Christian would agree with should be uh, a part of their life. And as we talk about tonight and over the next several weeks, uh, three simple rules, we're talking about Wesleyan teaching, but I think it's very important for us to know that, um, that while this is teaching of John Wesley, it is very biblical and very applicable regardless of your denominational affiliation. So that quote that I shared with you by John Wesley from The Character of the Methodist is how Reuben P. Job opens his book and will serve as a guiding quote throughout these Wednesdays with Wesley. So let's begin looking at three simple rules, a Wesleyan way of living. Now, what if I told you that there are three simple rules that could not only summarize the last two sermon series that I preached, Soul Activity in August and Us versus Them in September, but also has the power to change the world. When we adopt these simple rules as a way of living, we will find our lives and our world transformed. Now, I believe that many of us want to change the world. And when I say that, I'm not accusing any of you of having uh, grandiose schemes for taking over the world, but I do believe that there is present among you and me a desire for the world to be changed. And yet we feel powerlessly, we feel powerless to do so. And because of this, we suffer from angst and anxiety about the state of the world. We think that solutions to the problems of the day are so complex and 
uh, so difficult that we cannot possibly be part of the solution. If I may, however, at this moment, I would like to invite you to return back to the basics and ask you the simple question, what in truth do we have the ability to control? A few weeks ago, I sent out a text message to our church members um, asking, what have you heard from God in your quiet time this week? And one of the responses that I received back was a person that was sharing that God was telling them to focus on what they can control. And what they control is simply their response to difficult questions. Now, I like to call that staying in your lane. That is, that we need to focus on me. I need to focus on me, not you. And all of us need to focus on our lane and staying in our lane and taking care of ourself. In that spirit, pun intended, let's talk about three simple rules that we can apply to our lives that will allow us to change the world while we stay in our lane. You may ask me, can life really be that simple? And my answer would be yes. Don't believe me? Try it and see. But I do want to confess to you that when I say life can be that simple, I don't mean that it can be easy. After all, when we say the one thing that we can control is ourselves, think about how hard it is to exercise self-control and you'll get an idea of how difficult it is. So while the rules may be simple, they are in fact quite hard to practice and, um, and it, cannot, it can be challenging for us. So our desire as faithful followers of Jesus Christ is to try to live lives according to these rules. And they tell us how we should live our lives. They express how we should live in a very simple way. And while we are pulling them from the teaching of John Wesley, I do want to stress for you very firmly that not only are these um, Wesleyan rules for living, a Wesleyan way of living as Bishop Reuben P. Job titles his book, but they are in fact very, very biblical. Now, I believe that we are living in an ever-increasingly confusing world where all the rules are being changed. You know, definitions are being changed. Um, I could go on a mini rant how, um, uh, how things that used to mean one thing mean something else or don't mean anything at all. We find that what is moral and right is being challenged and confused. And therefore, I think we need these rules simply because they are simple and because they are right and because they are helpful and they are timely. They will work in any generation and any age and across any culture, and they can be applied to every single situation that we face. There is an elegance to their simplicity, and yet there is a rightness to their application. And they really do, I believe, come from a core New Testament preaching that I want to draw your attention to. 
Mark chapter 12, verses 30 through 31. Uh, those of you that follow along in our um, sermon series from August, you are very familiar with uh, this great commandment. Jesus is speaking. He says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. As Bishop Reuben P. Job says, Here we have the foundation and instruction for the faithful and good life in every age. It is both simple and profound. It is easy to comprehend and challenging to attempt. And it remains a guide to the highest form of faithfulness and continues to hold the promise of a way of life that is both rewarding and fruitful in furthering God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Now, John Wesley, what he does in these three rules is gives us a blueprint that he not only followed, but he taught it, he practiced it, he passed it, he passed it down onto us. And what are these three simple rules? Well, they're very easy to remember. The first is to do no harm. The second is to do good. And the third is to stay in love with God. And over the next several weeks, we'll unpack these simple rules and how to apply them to our lives. But that's all we'll, we'll do this week. I invite you to join me uh, at this time next week as we continue our discussion of three simple rules. But let's close with a word of prayer. Would you join me? Our Heavenly Father, when we read what the commandment may be summed down to, may be summed up to, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. When we reflect um, these simple rules, which express biblical, faithful living, to first do no harm, to second to do good, and third to stay in love with God, Lord, we hear their simplicity, but are challenged by the, um, by the profound impact that they can have on our lives. And we are aware, Lord, that to exercise self-control in our life requires your presence, to requires your strength, to requires us to be attentive to walking with you in every part of our life. And so, Lord, we pray that you would give us the strength to live our life according to these two commandments, according to these three simple rules. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me. God bless you. May you have a blessed week.